happening? It's Maria, and this is Sisters with Savers. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be touching on The Mandalorian and possible uh, <coughs> so good news, you know, so we're, we're real excited to jump into it. If you haven't already followed the show on at Sabres with on Twitter, please do that. If you haven't left a review, do that. If you haven't told two people, go tell two people about the show and hopefully they'll tell two people about the show. Ladies, who's on the line tonight? Hi, this is Portia. Hey, this is Olivia. Hey, this is Mel. Hi, this is Rihanna. Hi, this is Raven. Thank you, ladies, for being on the show tonight. I really missed you guys. I'm happy that we're all back together again, doing this again. Uh, agenda person, help me out. I'm lost in the sauce. Well, there is a lot of sauce to be lost in. Um, <laughs> that was gross. I'm very sorry. Um, well, I mean, we have a lot to talk about. Um, and I'm trying to pull it up. So just give me a second. I accidentally exited out of it. <laughs> No problem. In the meantime, between times, did you know that we were recently on Jedi Geek Girl and you could check that show out if you're bored? I'd really love it if you did. Raven was on there as well. I think it was a really great time. It was it was some time ago, but I think it still holds up. Um, Blue Bantha, we're supposed to be doing a collab with them in the near future. So check that out. Uh, the Katana cast. Portia was on that show. Uh, <clears throat> I love the Katana cast. I can't say enough great things. <laughs> I think that show is pretty pretty dope you should check that out and then i was also guesting on steel wars on a panel about um the episode we're going to be speaking about tonight the bo katan episode um so if you want to hear me uh, break the no swearing rule on steel's show uh you can check that out too right so i think that's all our recent guest spots what do i say next from the prequels to the sequels what the fuck? No, that's the that's the other show. Agenda person, where are you? I'm here. I'm here. So, Help. Uh, so we're today we're just, we're gonna go over chapter eleven of the Mandalorian season two. Um, we're gonna get into some people who were reintroduced into Star Wars and some hey. new people and some people who have been announced to come back. Um. So, ladies, I just want to start off by saying the fucking title of the episode is so dope. The heiress? Come on. If that's not a bad bitch name for an episode, I don't know what. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Like that shit. Who do you think the heiress is? Of course, it's our lovely lady, Bo Katan. She's the heiress to Mandalore. She is. She is. I think the the heiress is Ahsoka. That's who they're looking for. She is the heir to the light side. She's what what remains. You know, as much as I love that, I feel like we're not getting Ahsoka next episode. Like. Um, so I feel like they wouldn't like put that in like that episode if we're not going to get Ahsoka. I really don't think she's going to show up in the next episode because first of all, Mando is flying a hunk of junk. That is not making it. (laughs) That's probably going to crash down at some point again. And I also feel like they have so much season left to bring in Ahsoka in the middle of the season. I feel like we're going to get a little bit more buildup before we see the queen herself. 
I agree. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like a smooth. Yeah, we're going to get our next episode. Like, I know they're going to make us wait a little longer, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that it's going to be worth the wait. I mean, the the series, the, this season has been great so far. Um, so hopefully they don't ruin that streak. <laughs> so I, I'm really looking forward to it. So do we have any Clone Wars people that freaked out last Friday? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Like what were, what were some initial initial reactions from you guys? Like at what point were you like, oh shit? The moment she came in, that was like, oh shit. When she flew in with her crew, I was like, oh shit. But when she took that fucking helmet off, tears just started coming down my face, just out of the blue. I was like, Porsche, pause, pause. Just let it out, let it out, let it out. She's here. Like, you finally get the chance to see this girl from animation to real life, live in action. She just looks amazing. I was happy and excited. You know, I recognize the armor, but I was thinking, okay, that could be anybody. You never know, you know, with how time has passed. But the stupid, I watch everything with um, subtitles on. And the subtitles gave it away before she took off her, off her helmet. <laughs> Said Bo-Katan says. And I'm like, you didn't have to do that, Disney. You could have given me the surprise. <laughs> yeah, like, work with me here. like Please. Let her introduce herself just as random Mandalorian says. <sighs> but, like, yeah. It was, it was a very good surprise, even though it was given to me through <laughs> the subtitles. I was very happy to see her. I know Maria, like, when I messaged the Discord, Maria was like, I know that helmet from anywhere. And that's, like, exactly how I felt. I was like, yes. Like, I just was like, fuck yes. Like, I don't know. Because I, and I talk about this on Twitter, too. But, like, I was really late to Clone Wars. um, So it's still kind of, like, fresh in my mind. So I got really excited. And I was just like, yes. Like, like oh my gosh, I just, I remember her or whatever. And <laughs> like, I felt like a real fan in the moment, <laughs> if that makes sense. But uh, it was so exciting. And they were so badass. And I love that it wasn't like she was the token female. You know what I mean? Like, like of the, of the, th- of the trio that came to save um, Din, it was like, what was the names of the new, the new people? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Wolves at the, Koska and Axe. Axe Wolves, yes. Yeah. Koska Reeves and Axe Wolves. Like, they, uh, like, I love that it was like two girls and a guy. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I like that it was like, yeah, we're fucking, like, we need, like, we just got one dude with us. Like, this is cool. Like, in Mandal, you know, on Mandalore, like, we can kick people's asses on our own. I feel like that's a part of their culture, like the the Mandalorian way uh, traditionally always seems to have women at the forefront, whether you're talking about Satine, Bo-Katan, or other Mandalorians, Ursa Wren, like they always seem to be right there in the in the forefront of leadership. I love that's that. That's true. Do we have any other um, reactions to Bo-Katan? Did anyone like her? I love how she was like, I need that fucking Darksaber hoe. Like, where the fuck? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, the headband. That headband. I was like, ah! The headband. I don't know why, but the, the headband did it for me. Um, Like, like 
Liv had said, I, I knew that helmet from anywhere. Like the mm. minute I saw the markings on the helmet, I'm like, here we go. It's happening. Here we go. Um, so I was immediately excited for that. But when she took it off and I saw the damn headband from season seven of Clone Wars, I'm like, somewhere Ahsoka's wearing that exact same headband. Oh my God. <laughs> or I wish. I wish she was. And then I was like, when is Etsy going to make me a headband? Make me a headband, Etsy. I'll pay for it. I could I could show you a link to some Ahsoka headbands on Etsy if you would like that later. I would like that very much. Okay. <laughs> ah! But what do y'all think of uh, Bo-Katan's wig? Oh boy, here it we go. There. It was yeah. on her head. <laughs> it was certainly attached to her scalp. It was red. I appreciated that. The acrobatics of her trying to fake taking off the helmet was rather comical. I'll be honest with you guys, it didn't I it didn't stand out for me. I was like whatever about it. Like I was just like Okay, like she looks like she did in Clone Wars. So to me, I was just like, okay. But I kind of feel like we could have did a different hairstyle. Like it is a long time later, but whatever. <laughs> I didn't really notice the wig per se originally when, you know, when she was on screen. It was just that both times that she took off the helmet, they did a cut to the opposite direction. And it just the movement was off. It just was one of those things that I just happened to notice. And that drew my attention to the wig, you know, not that I think that they have the helmet on or anything, but it was just so obvious that it was a cut to a different shot where, you know, now the helmet's not on. Um, Sorry, strange thing to notice, but there I am. Sasha Banks. How, how are we feeling about Sasha Banks? Step on me. <laughs> She's asking for it. <laughs> Do it. Oh my God. I love her already. And uh, this was just perfect. Please replace her with, um, no, place Cara Dune with her, please. I just, I don't care how, I don't care <laughs> when I absolutely loved her. My gosh. Yeah, even though she had like a little bit of, you know, she barely even spoke. It's just her presence that the the way Sasha just presented that character into the show is just awesome. I'm just like, girl, you doing a thing. She's just standing there. You're doing a thing. You look good. I like it. As someone who's followed Sasha Banks's career for many, many years um and watched her trajectory through WWE. I'm really happy to see her on her own two feet and to get the credit as Mercedes instead of Sasha Banks that guarantees WWE none of the profit, which is fantastic for her because financial independence is the only way that a woman truly gains freedom. So I'm super happy for her in this moment. I want to see her again. I want to see her elevated. I think it's important that black women are celebrated and visible and I'm just so happy. So as as a person of color, 
seeing a black woman up there in that way who is also currently the WWE Women's SmackDown champion is amazing. It was so powerful for me and I just started crying. I'll be honest with you, the damn braids on her bothered me more than Bo-Katan's wig. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not I'm just going to say it. Like the braids on the forehead, like I it wasn't it's a no for me, but she killed that fucking part. And I was so happy for her. Like she was on Twitter all excited. And I was just like, you go girl. Like you killed that shit. And like for that role, um, for you to break into that role like that, like that is so exciting. So I, I'm like on that same boat with you, Maria. Like, like, yes, like get your fucking coin. Like you, you did that shit. And it was badass. It was seriously just, it was so badass. For anyone that wants to know more about Mercedes's venture into Star Wars, she did mention it briefly in the last podcast on the New Day show. So if you want to check that out, it's called The New Day, Feel the Power. Um, she did briefly touch on how she got introduced to Star Wars, um, how she got tapped for the role, and what made her stand out to the casting folks. Any any like little scenes stand out to anyone? Like, you were like, oh, like with the child. I can't believe they threw that damn baby into that that water hole thing like that. <laughs> yes, that was messed up. But the smart thing that Baby Yoda did was when, before he gets swallowed up by the monster, you see him press the little button on the outside before and his little thing just closes up on him. And I'm just like, okay, this kid's learning. But that was messed up what y'all did. Uh, that's a child for number one. Do we have to have this conversation again? I honestly liked the mind your manners. Yes, that was so oh. cute. <laughs> Don't play with your food. But hold up. How does baby Yoda know how to hold a spoon, a utensil? That's my question right there. He just picked up that spoon and was like, what is this? What's in here? Something's in here with this little spoon. I was just like, aww. That was pretty funny. He's been practicing. He, he was trying really hard. He's been practicing on the ship. They had a long, bumpy ride. So he was proud of himself. Mm-hmm. He's learning. But what do y'all think about the Sir Frog and Lady Frog coming back together in the beginning? Oh, they were so cute. They were so freaking really? cute. And I'm like, why am I like gushing over two frogs? What the they hell were super cute. I know. Super cute. So in love. Because it was so adorable. Like how they're just like, she's just standing off on the side and she makes a little call out to him. And then he makes a call out and that's when they see each other. And she's just running and I'm like, Oh, can I have a love like this? Like they're so they're, they're together. The family's all together now. We don't have to watch Baby Yoda sit up here and eat all the eggs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I need somebody to to do that clip, but throw that uh, that song from the Bodyguard in there when they're when they're running at each other. Yeah, I, I need that. I think they did I that, that one. Shit. I think they did Please that one. Uh, some other song, the Titanic song. Celine Dion, they did that one. They were doing a lot of edits. Yeah, they were. Okay, but can we appreciate that the happiest canon Star Wars romance is between two frogs? Yes. 
I'm mad and amused at the same time. I'm upset. Because it's kind of tragic because she got her, like, half her eggs eaten by some alien. (laughs) But ignorance is bliss. She don't know that. Because she clearly didn't count them because she would have punted Baby Yoda off the (laughs) Razor Crest if she knew. So... She still has half of them left. And it shows you love can survive in the Star Wars universe. It can. It just has to be between Andorians, that's all. (laughs) Clearly. Oh my gosh. One thing that did stick out to me, though, that... hmm? No, go ahead. Oh. One thing that stuck out to me, though, was Bo-Katan said that she is the last of her line. So I went on Twitter and I was like, is Corky dead? And then everyone got mad at me for suggesting that. But um, if she's the last of her line, it's like, where's Corky? Um, Sorry to people who haven't watched Clone Wars, but I don't know. I think that's a reasonable question to ask. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Maybe he doesn't count. Huh? Maybe he doesn't count. Maybe like, because he's like a cousin, right? Mm, no, her nephew. That's her nephew. That's or, her nephew. Oh, yeah, Maria. I'm just catching up. Bitch, I know who the father is. Obi Wan Kenobi. That you. It's not. I don't think it is. I think. I think that Kenobi series is going to answer a lot of motherfucking questions. Mm. Episode Mori coming on. Even, even if that's not true, like, Bo-Katan is still the rightful heir. Like, she Right, the, right, right. Corky is not the heir. Next. Well, yes, but she says she's the last of her line. And if she has no children, which I'm assuming she doesn't, I don't know when she would have had children, would she not consider Corky her successor? So the fact that she said... I'm the last for my line. He's a Kenobi. Well, the thing is, the thing is, though, is Quirky was one of those pacifist Mandalorians, so maybe she doesn't consider, she doesn't really like that. Like, she's like, yeah, like, you're my family, but you're not, like, a Mandalorian in which I believe the Mandalorian is rule as. That's true. She believes in the old warrior way. Yeah. Facts. Uh, Corky soft. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Corky is a soft boy. He tried. He's a soft boy. I mean, he What's tried. He, he didn't make it. it out of the scourge of Mandalore. Then he's soft. Like he was not making it out of there if he was on the planet at the time. He just need a strong woman to come in and say today. Like, would you make out? Would you make out with a guy named Corky? How big is it? <laughs> oh! No. The answer to the question is no. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked that. Sorry to any Corkies listening in right now. <laughs> I am not sorry to any Corkies listen, listening in I'm right now. You know what, what your you're name doing is. wrong. They, they didn't get that name. <laughs> if they're actually named Corky, they didn't say, I'm going to be Corky. You know, their parents were terrible for that. I'm sorry. I'm really well, sorry. Well, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'm going no on that one. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm a terrible person. I'm not going to deny it. Look, I don't give a damn what his name is. What that mouth do? 
I'm, I'm trying right, to I'm keep it clean here, Maria. I am I'm trying to my keep fire hydrogen. Oh yeah, let me let me hose it down. Really? Are we are we turning into that show? Twenty minutes <laughs> in. Twenty minutes in. All right, let me, <laughs> that's you're doing what I'm so saying. well. Let me. I'm gonna uh, hose it down. I'm gonna we hose stayed it down on Star Wars first. for the first twenty minutes. It was great. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I know who the father is. All right, I don't need Mari for that one. I know who it is. I I agree with you. I agree with you. So I, I do want to ask. Like, because it was, like, hot, for at least for me on Twitter. So, how did y'all feel about when uh, Bo, like, checked in and was like, oh, we're Mandalorians, but you're you're a child of the Watch, or, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh. Ooh, I was like, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> I knew they were a separate sect. Yeah, like, he was, he was, like, but he was taken aback, and I, I really like that they demonstrated that because we, we, I think a lot of the viewers have been like wondering when is this connection going to come because because it didn't make sense from the Clone War side of things. It's not like when you're in a religious cult, they acknowledge that you're in a religious cult. They don't tell you that the members you just find that out. Yeah, you you're mean. not in a cult when you're in it. You're in it when other people say you're in it. You're never going to say, "Yeah, I'm a member of a cult." So what do you think this means for um, his character development, his journey? Like he's finally found others like him, but they're not like him. Do you know what I mean? I think that's gonna, he's gonna have to reevaluate some things looking at the greater Mandalore world. It's not everything that he was told. Or that there are other options while still being true. You know. Sorry, Liv. You can take that helmet off. Yeah. Take it off, honey. Take it off. I would love to see Pedro's face. Oh, hello. 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 I think this is a good spot for me to bring up the original... um, listing for the show said that this Mandalorian would help bring peace to Mandalore. Um, That was part of the original um, press release or whatever that came out about the Mandalorian. So I think at some point um, he will join the traditional Mandalorians and help Bo-Katan in her quest uh, to restore Mandalore. Or maybe he'll bring uh, back his particular group's beliefs to have, you know, a new appreciation in a new time. So do we think there's a a connection between them and death watch? Like, do you think that this was like the children of the people who were in death watch or like, what do you, or do you think they just broke away from death watch? I don't think the timing matches. I think the Children of the Watch is much older. And if anything, Death Watch may have copied them a little bit. Because, like, then he's older than Bo-Katan. And she was in Death Watch.
So they must be like some type of offshoot or were. You know what I mean? Like Death Watch was an offshoot of them? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Just based off of the way they talk about the Jedi, I think the children of the Watch are very old. And they go back a long time. Like, whatever that split happened, it happened a long time ago. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is critical thinking. It's so it's so interesting to me that we get the um that like exploration of cultural differences you know of the Mandalorians cuz I feel like we don't really get it as much in detail with other people <laughs> in the galaxy um or maybe that their their history appeals to me I don't, I'm not sure um, do you guys have any thoughts about that? Like as far as like your own personal life and like how you navigate being different from, I guess, the main culture or anything like that? I kind of, I dig that. I, I feel what you're saying there. Like me personally, as a brown person who was biracial like reading comics and shit like was not part of the mainstream at that time like oh you want them reading niggas you you like books and shit so i i can relate to that on some level and it's like oh i'm i'm not like you guys that's okay we can still be friends right like nah <laughs> so i i i dig that I always kind of felt like that, like, you know, like you grow up like Christian, like I grew up Christian and like went to church all the time. And then I like, when I like kind of broke away from that and like started meeting new people and like having different types of conversations, I was just like, whoa. And um, yeah, so that moment for me, I was like, I felt that way before. And I wasn't like extreme, like, cause you know, there were like some cult like Christians, like I wasn't that far in. But it's like, like, it is an interesting experience because it's like kind of ego shattering. Like, wow, my sense of self is like a lie or based on hypocrisy or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that was an interesting moment for me. I also think that there's definitely that struggle. I mean, I know in my experience of seeing people like you and realizing that they do not see you as like them and therefore treat you as not like them. And yet for you, you know, they are like you, you know, and you want to, (laughs) you know, make that connection. And there's just this realization that despite everything, you are not like them you know, from their point of view, regardless of, you know, how you go about it. I think for me, that was probably the hardest thing to, you know, to accept because I was young when I really initially experienced it, you know, in fifth grade, you know, when it first started happening for me and it was, 
it was very traumatizing to realize that, you know, you see people and you think, ah, my people, there they are, Mandos, like me. And then all of a sudden it's, they take off their helmets. Well, oh, whoa, okay. You know, and then it, you know, it all becomes very different. So I can relate to that. Yes. Thank you, Raven. I knew you were going to come with it. Had it stored up. All right, y'all. Are there any other parts of the episode that are you are dying to talk about? Hmm. All hail Bryce Dallas Howard. All hail Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. All hail Bryce yes. Dallas Howard. <laughs> I mean, like the way it started off, I like how soon as they're, uh, you know, Din's going into with the landing, you start to notice. I started to notice something familiar about this scene. It's like how as he's coming in, you see like the little flames and stuff, the heat up of the uh, ship. And then also the water droplets from the control panel pays a tribute to uh, Apollo 13, if anybody's ever seen it. Cause I was just sitting up I there love and I'm that just movie. like, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. I was just like, that scene looks familiar. And my brain's like, no, Portia, that's nothing familiar about it. I'm like, no stupid. That is like, this looks familiar. And somebody tweeted it about it and saying, Oh, this is a scene from Apollo 13. And I'm just like, I knew it. And it's just awesome how they're putting like little Easter eggs in this season. Like even though we're like three like little episodes, three chapters into the uh into the season, they're still like they're putting those little things in there. And I tend to pay attention to the little small details sometimes. I got a lot of episode three vibes from it. Yeah, like the first few minutes, I was like, this is anxiety provoking. (laughs) (laughs) I hate flying. So like that whole scene just like made me feel so sick. (laughs) Yes, that scene, like that was funny. Like how he comes in, he lands in and you think he has it. He's about to land this this thing. No, the bitch said psych and the engine goes out and he lands in the water. It was like, played you then. You're not going to land this thing right All right. I I know you you guys I was trying to hold this out to the end of the episode. Well I'm sorry. Why is that man so tan? No. I that was my question. But we, why do white people tan? White people send me an email at sisterswithsabers at gmail.com and tell me why you do that. Please. It's confusing to me. <laughs> He was hell. Oh, you're talking about with Titus? I think that's his name. I don't know. The Imperial officer. He yeah. He there looked orange. Titus from uh, Lost. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> what the fuck is that? Who I don't know. Who under- are you? <laughs> it's just, I was just like, dude, you're not that tan in real life. Like, I've seen your pictures. I've seen you in movies. You're, you're... <laughs> I don't understand either. Like, y'all want to be darker than what y'all are. It's very confusing for me. I thought that was crazy. That long live the empire scene. And I was like, that was shit. 
I really if yeah. I was white, I think I would want everybody to know I'm white. So that I don't miss out on any like, you know, extra privileges. I don't know. That's just me. But I wouldn't want to leave nothing on the table. So I would not tan if I was a white person. In fact, I would tell everyone I'm white. And I heard that using it. And I heard that using a tanning booth is bad. It's bad. Why do y'all use yeah, that too? I heard that. I heard that it's bad. Y'all but think? I guess a lot of things are bad in life, you know. <laughs> it's at your own risk, you know. I ain't gonna judge you, baby. I done pulled a rubber or two off, so I can't really judge you. Live your life however you want to live your life. YOLO. Right, right, <laughs> basically. But I do wonder about why people tan, and it's very confusing for me as a brown person. Mm-hmm. Mel, what are your thoughts? Well, I used to live in upstate New York, and there were a lot of tanning salons there, even though, you know, the sun never, was never really out. So I guess that's the reason for all the tanning salons, but we all know it's not natural because it's always gray skies. Where are you getting the sun from? You're not going to the beach? There's no beach. It just seems very unhealthy. Maybe he like goes out by his pool. He lives in LA and he just like just lays out there every fucking day. Just every day. In his little Maybe. Speedo. He takes me as a type of guy that wears a speedo, which I'm not knocking it. Do you? Your boy looks like a slim gym, all right? I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> oh my god. But what about the Emperor the Empire and their um just very cold tactics? Like they lost half the ship, so let's crash the rest of it. Yeah, that did not seem right to me because when Moff Gideon told them, told him, he's like, "Long live the Empire," and the man just like, "Oh shoot, long live the Empire." I know what I gotta do. Pow, pow. Let me hop in this seat real quick. About to commit suicide, and I'm just like, "Dude, this is what y'all signed up for." Like it didn't seem right to me at all. Like y'all couldn't even at least try to. Fight? I no. Mean, uh, I would. Like, I would rather burn it all than see it in the hands of either the rebels or the pirates or anybody who's not empire. Yeah. And I would also, you know, state that you know those people have existed throughout history, um, over and over and over again. You know, certainly the mm-hmm. most well known would be the Kamikaze pilots. Um, yeah, absolutely go down with the ship just to take it down absolutely um that's i mean that's a that's a very old warrior but he also was like if he was also saying like if i don't do this he's gonna kill me yeah so it's like yeah there was a little of that too (laughs) i want i want i want more like and i'm thinking like what gideon must be capable of like is some dark twisted shit because you got to be really afraid of how he's going to kill you for you to crash a damn ship and kill yourself. So I don't know. Um, I'm interested to learn more about him though. Cause I do think he might be some sick one. Of, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like, I I'm also like not finished with rebels, so I can't speak to like how demented the, um, what do you call them? Moths? <laughs> how they how 
twisted they get, but I do know like the Sith Inquisitors were like sick and twisted as far mm. as killing people. But like, um, I don't know how far they went, so I'm I'm not there yet, so I can't really speak to it. But I, I'm really curious to to know more about him and like. Because he comes off as terrifying. And I don't know if it's just Giancarlo that makes him terrifying or what. Yeah, it, it, he does comes off as terrifying. Because when I first saw him, I'm like, okay, in that last episode of the last season. And then again in here, I'm like, this man don't play no games. He don't play around. If you don't do what he says, it's the end for you. Well, and I don't know about anybody else, but the first, first moth I ever met blew up a planet to make a point. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they must be real. Like, I get it. Like, if you and yeah, like if you just disobey or don't execute an order right, they'll force choke. You. Not they, but you know, it's like normal to like kill your soldiers, I guess, if they fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, it's a pretty typical bad guy trope, certainly when it comes to movies and TV. But again, history is littered with, you know, hundreds of thousands of, you know, real proof moments where, you know, the big wig took out his lead henchman just because, you know, <laughs> or just to prove that he would, you know, kind of thing. So if humans will do it, I'm certain it happens in the Star Wars universe. Yes. I, I don't know. I'm excited. I like a good bad guy. Absolutely. Like, I feel like we haven't gotten our, our bad guy yet in this season. Like, we haven't gotten, like, oh, that oh, moment. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, we've got the guy, I think. We just don't know how scared we should be. Like you said, we don't know anything about him. We don't know just how, you know, wretched and terrible he can be. So it's like we know we're supposed to. It's like Vader was at the very beginning. You know you're supposed to be afraid of him. You don't find out why until later, you know, but he's just imposing in himself. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, with Giancarlo playing the character, Grandma, Moff Gideon does the same thing. You know, he has an imposing, terrifying, just way of being. Now we need to find out more about him so we can find out why he's, you know, he can back that up, as it were. In other words, ditto. Anything else, ladies? How about um, that Mon Calamari in the fucking sweater? (laughs) (laughs) Like, was everyone like, for a minute, I was like, am I at my local coffee shop in San Francisco? Like, what the fuck? I'm just like, dude, what are you doing with that on? I mean, you look good, but the type of work you're doing, what you doing with it on? It look nice, though, but... I don't know. It's, it's the LL yes. Beans Star Wars line. <laughs> oh my god, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> like, I really was like taken out of the episode for a second. Like, why did they do? Like, did they? Are they trying to be funny? Like, I I was really questioning the decision, and then like when the episode was done, I was like, you know what? I'll fuck with it. <laughs> Somebody on Etsy needs to be knitting that thing right now. And I think somebody ended up making a post about it from uh, with Chris Evans and Knives Out with his sweater on and had a picture of him with his sweater on. I'm just like... I saw that. I thought I was the only... Yeah, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> 
what if Chris Evans was under the the freaking mask? <laughs> oh my god! Stop. An obvious crime. <laughs> an obvious <laughs> crime against God. But other than that, Portia, go on. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not. I can't. Mm-mm, I'm gonna keep it. Mm. Mm. Okay. I don't want it. Don't okay. don't put no holes on me. I don't want no holes. Okay. I'm trying to whew, keep it under control. <laughs> hold it down, sister. Hold it down. Think trigonometry. I'm holding it down. I'm holding it down. Just a disclaimer about Sisters with Saber podcast. About I don't know how many percentage of us are sexually frustrated. Thank you for your understanding. <laughs> oh my God. Facts. facts. That's facts. We're um, in a pandemic. The more you know. I live in this apartment by myself. Okay. <laughs> the more you know. And this is not an invitation for anyone to DM us and hit on us. This no. Is, it's just a disclaimer as to like, you will hear probably some more of our sexual frustration. <laughs> I mean, it's well, just like information. Yeah, then, if, like, I mean, there are certain right. people and, where, yes, we totally would take a DM. If your name is Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I'm not that ambitious, okay? If you look like Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> if you look let's, like Adam Driver. This way. If you've been name dropped as what we're lusting after, you can send us a message. Yes. Detroit, what's up? <laughs> Hey, Boston, how you doing? All right, pack it up, pack it up. Hello. I'm not saying a word. I copped the whole lingerie set from Love Vera that we plugged last week. I got it in, um, I got it in butter toffee. So it's like the same shade as, as, ow, you know, look like me. Nice. um, You know. In case he's he's looked for somebody to model on that mattress, I, I got plenty of time. <laughs> I love some nice lingerie. I love new lingerie. It's so pretty, and like if it has lace on it, oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, it's dope, and it's a black-owned business. So I was like, oh, I gotta cop that. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be here in a couple of days, and um, <clears throat> I got some vacation time left, so I can get out to Detroit and and start modeling on that mattress. Hose, please. Let's go. <laughs> Hose, please. I got it. I got it. Maria, chill. Maria. I think we've got a two-alarm fire going. I didn't even say nothing that nasty. Y'all act like I said some nasty <laughs> shit. No, we just know how it goes. Nasty. This is this is you at the beginning of the Wiley Coyote, you know, cartoon where you know you the, the 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 ball of snow is very small and you're just stuck to the front of it. And we know what happens as it continues <laughs> to go down the hill. I know how to. Ooh, I know how to rain. I hope it gets bigger. Mm. Shut up. To, oh, I, it in my- I know. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I hope it gets bigger. Y'all, I know Don't how to rain me. Maria back though. I know how to rain her back. Do, Do it. it. There you will find Ahsoka Tano. Hello. Did you cry? I want to know Maria's reaction. I really wish I could have watched it like with her. Yeah, come on, Maria. We need some answers. First, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm. Then I was in denial, right? So I went through that stage. Okay, and then I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh my God, we on. We're on. 
we're on. <laughs> like, oh shit. Like finally, you know, and then I and then I cried and then I sat and I cried for like 10 minutes. And it's like it's the biggest relief. Like we're finally going to be seen. Not only is a Sokotano story going to be told on uh, a big grand stage the way it deserved to be told the entire time but also being portrayed by a woman of color like out of the shadows we're no longer hidden behind comic books or animation we're up front and we're gonna get our time so it was just it was big for me like two two women of color that i really care about in the star wars galaxy were shown a spotlight on in certain ways in this episode and that was fucking big for me that was huge for me and i just sat there and i cried and cried and cried like this is the day that i thought would never happen i never thought that ahsoka would ever get her moment in live action like there is a group of people that to them this is star wars like this is it it's on the same level as the movies and um I'm just so happy to see her her name mentioned and um, she's going to be celebrated in live action, which is going to be fucking dope. And uh, when we get there, I'm probably going to freak out a lot. And personally, it means my daughter's name is going to resonate around the world now. And it'll be easier when she goes to school. And people will stop saying Osaka. Oh. Because that's a place in fucking Japan. It's a big moment, man. We're going to be seen for the first time and celebrated. Seen and heard. That's dope. I don't know how they're going to quickly tell the story of who that person is in a way that they can get through the rest of the damn episode. Because if I have my way... Like, I would do, like, a 30-minute a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap. <laughs> and that would be the episode. <laughs> yeah, her story uh, needs to be a little more... It needs to be... Right. Cause How do they explain who she is? Yeah, because they, like... I, I feel like a lot of... Like, for me, for example, I tell you I'm a noob Star Wars fan. Like, I got into Star Wars after I watched, like... I mean, I would always been a Star Wars in my life, but I like didn't start seriously like obsessing till after I watched the first season of The Mandalorian. So like I am an example of someone who watched the show who wasn't like I didn't know who Ahsoka was at that point. So I know there are still people like that who are still following The Mandalorian, but haven't watched Clone Wars. Mm. And it's like, I don't know, like I, I, I couldn't imagine that moment, her, her name being mentioned in live action and like not knowing who she is. Like that moment would have been, I would be doing myself a disservice because like now I know who she is and I know her story. And like, I'm just, I was, I was going to cry too. I didn't cry because I was just so excited. But I think once I see her, I will cry. Oh yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do, but we'll have to keep some kind of defibrillator close by. I mean, <laughs> get a fight scene. Um, I'm, I'm done. Oh God. We can't afford it. Oh God. We can't afford it. People will die. <laughs> Lives will be lost. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's going to be a lot of funerals we got to attend to. Oh, my Jesus. Goodness. Like, mm. Fuck. And yes. what, what version of Ahsoka are we going to see? Is she 
Is she Ahsoka the White now? You know, where where are we with her? Is she on her way to find Ezra? Has she found Ezra? Has she met Sabine yet? Oh my god. Will Ezra be in here? Now that would be nice if Ezra ends up popping up in here as well. Oh, Mm. oh god. I still have, like... He needs his own show. He does. He he is wherever, sorry, wherever he went after whenever whatever happened, because I know people haven't watched it in here. Uh, we don't know where that is, where the heck that is. So I just don't feel like it's anywhere on the map that we've seen in the current he, canon. So I don't think they're going to He's in the in be- like he's in something that's like the the in between type of thing, right? We we don't know. Okay, well, I'm freaking out. I'm still I still have to watch like either the last two. I think it's the last two seasons of Rebels. Mm-hmm. But I don't really care about spoilers because I I read I read it. So, <laughs> but like I'm really excited for that. But I need to like binge watch Rebels before next week, just so like I have a better grasp on on the situation. <laughs> we get Ahsoka and Ezra in the same season. I don't know if I'll be able to take it. I know, like oh, I f- oh god, oh god. Just thinking about it, I feel like my wig is just being snatched off my head slowly right now. Ah. <laughs> It's just the thought. It's just, guys. But, like, with the whole thing with uh, Bo mentioning Ahsoka's name, that was, like, a moment. I was, like, I had to pause that and have a moment to myself because it was, like, a shock through the heart. I'm, like, oh, God, Ahsoka. Oh, my gosh. Like, where is she? What is she doing? Are we going to see her as white? Are we gonna, where are we going to see her as? Who are we going to see Ahsoka as? That's all. I, I'm just, oh, Ahsoka. Your special And the planet test. she's. The planet she's on is not one we've heard of before. I I checked the book and everything. I went crazy after that, and I was pacing in the bedroom for about 20 minutes. And then I checked the book again to make sure that they hadn't mentioned that planet before, and they haven't. So there's that. Um, So I'm excited to see what it is that Ahsoka will be doing. Um, But thinking about Bo-Katan, the way they introduced her, they didn't mention Sabine. They didn't mention Death Watch. They just quickly said she's the last of her line. What are they going to do to introduce Ahsoka? Like, how do you quickly say, well, I was Darth Vader's Padawan, but then he decided to become Darth Vader, and now I'm not his Padawan, and I decided to say the hell with the Jedi, because the Jedi are shitty, and they were rude to me, and they judged me. And they threw me out. And now I'm doing this shit. You know, how how do they get there? I don't think they're going to say any of that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Ahsoka feels like she owes anyone an explanation for mm-hmm. what she is. I don't think she would offer Mando an explanation. He'd be like, are you a Jedi? And she's going to be like, haha, no. And that's be it. She's like, she probably doesn't feel like she owes him an explanation of what she is or how she is. She's also- definitely not admitting that she was... Anakin's Padawan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think the show is trying to keep things as accessible as possible to new fans who haven't seen, like, Clone Wars or Rebels or any of that, so they're going to keep the information to a minimum. So, like, here's and I this think to- Jedi person and 
there she is. She'll say something. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And I think that uh, this also is a way to push people to watch the Clone Wars, people who haven't watched it, either because they've chosen not mm. to watch it or because they've just never heard of it. I mean, if they're new Star Wars fans, like Olivia was saying, you know, it can go, you know, either way. I mean, I think I think it's better all around, no matter what, because the more we, you know, more exposure, the more people get interested in. And as we've talked about before, when you have a show on you know everybody isn't only following that main character there's all sorts of other characters that you can offshoot and do your own thing with so who knows i think it's all a good launching pad agree it's always good to have more people put their eyeballs on on clone wars that's never a bad idea i just i really want to see hayden I just want to see like a flashback of them together. Oh my god! I'm just, I need it. I need it before I die. No, because okay? that's what will happen. What? Is you I'm will die. I'm in my early thirties. I will die when that happens. But listen, Filoni, my people don't live that long. My aunt died at like sixty-two, so I'm in my early thirties. I need it within the next thirty years. Call Hayden. See what you can do. I really need to see this before I die important i also just need i i really have a feeling ezra we're gonna see ezra like i have a feeling it's really weird i feel the same way love because i was like is he's gonna appear in here or is he not but something's telling me he might but i'm trying not to get my hopes up because if, if i get my hopes up i'm gonna be mad by having my hopes up because Ezra wasn't here, because it's my fault, because I had my own hopes up, thinking he was going to be in there. So, I feel the same. Well, I just, I just, I want to get it recorded that I have a feeling, because if my feeling is right, I'm going to start checking that feeling a little more. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's not just crippling anxiety. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a pessimist. Yeah, I just, I have doubts. Extreme doubts. I don't know. I'll trust in your feeling. Don't be the emo kid, Reed. Don't be the emo kid. Don't be the don't, don't be the emo kid. You haven't seen my pictures from high school, apparently. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, have you seen my playlist that I posted? I'm an emo, I'm an emo adult now, baby. Look, half of the stuff you this listen is a good to time that to plug those. Oh, plug it, plug it. Hi, it's me, Maria. If you haven't listened to our playlist that we are compiling on our Sisters with Sabres Twitter page, uh, you should check those out because they're pretty cool and each person might or should be doing one. I'm <laughs> so doing mine now. We'll, we'll, post, we'll post those accordingly. I know G's got one up. I have one up. If you're really bored and you want to see, like, listen to my life basically in a playlist, uh, you could do that. Um, but they're all pretty dope. Uh, and I think Ree's got one up too, don't you? We even have some of the same songs. Wait, did you say G or Ree? What? Both of you. Oh, both of you have one up. Um, I have some Eminem songs up there. I don't know if we have the same ones, but no, we have Kesha Woman. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the one that we have there. in common. Yeah, I was like, I need to put some. 
happy music up here. <laughs> I mean, how I see it, just be you. Because like I was about to do that. I'm like, I need to put some happy songs. I'm like, no, just be you. Just let people know who you are. Let people. But I'm like, I'm a happy person sometimes. <laughs> so we needed to intersperse the sadness with my dancing songs. You know? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Agreed. I was listening like, to I'm, it and I'm like, damn, I'm depressed. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel you. I've got a few like that. I've got some like slower songs, like in the middle, like Alive is about my childhood and then Daddy Lessons is behind that. Like that's about my father. And then it gets it gets happy again after that. And then I get into some twerk music. Can we talk about how Din ended up dropping off the kid? With uh, Sir Frog and Lady Frog. Yes, that is important. Yes. I think that it's important with him trusting someone else with the baby. Because he's very mistrustful. Uh, Rather than ditching him in the cockpit by himself, as he would normally do. Mm Well, there wasn't much of a cockpit left, so... No, certainly not. (laughs) And God knows the way that Baby Yoda flies, it wouldn't get any better. Oh, God. I mean, it was a cute little scene, but for for me, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you better mind your manners, young man. Like, you can't just go around and just eat these people eggs. But I was surprised that Lady Frog was, you know, accepting of watching the child i mean after what he did but still she missed that completely yes but 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 even if she didn't she she was teaching him she taught him a lesson he was understanding yes that's the part that i love was like how he's like he's up against you know the little canister and he's looking at him like oh it's the eggs again that i ate but then that's when you know the little baby the little tadpole comes out and he's just like oh there's a baby in there and i'm just like yeah that's a baby just like you like don't eat it now you know you're not supposed to eat it i thought that was super symbolic like like he's not everyone's like oh what if he's like dark side what if he's blah blah, blah. i'm like he just needs a teacher yes he's a teacher and I love that. If you have, I love that moment. That's just what he needs. Yeah. And if you've ever been around children, if you have children, you know, they, they do the most incredibly obvious things that they shouldn't do, but they're kids. That's why they need parents because they don't know, obviously you shouldn't do that, you know? And that, that I think that that's exactly the whole point of it was that point of teaching both, you know, babe, you know, the child and teaching Din as well, that you can't just leave him. You have to leave him with instructions on how to behave. That's a being a parent. Even if you're not there, you say you behave yourself now. You know, I mean, it's a kid, so it's kind of a crapshoot, but at least you try. <laughs> Yeah, it was super cute when he's like petting the little tadpole baby and he's like, oh, this is life. I don't have to destroy everything because, yeah, things can also live. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> Like little kids, like I don't know what is up with little kids. For one, they always run to the most dangerous fucking thing you can do. It's like, like, hmm, I have this room full of toys. Let me grab the fucking pruners. Like 
Why? You have all these toys and you want to grab this rusty tool. What is wrong with you? And two, kids always um, destroy things. <laughs> like they just, they always destroy things until you teach them like structure and all that stuff. They're just, they destroy everything you love. And you love them and it's okay. Like you sign up for it, but it's like, they will always destroy things you love. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. oh God, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm having flashbacks with my nephew. <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't mean to s- skip ahead, but I, 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 I just, we, we need to talk about John Oliver. <laughs> I feel seen. I feel that's, that's, feel that's why joy. I said it, darling. <laughs> I have not felt that much serotonin since my man's disappeared in March. I was thinking about you the whole time. (laughs) Okay, that's actually not true. Everyone I know messaged me. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. I love that bit on John Oliver. I'm like, one day Adam Driver's going to show up on the show. I was happy about it. Very pleasantly surprised. But I also felt like I was being dragged by Adam Driver, but it was working for me. I don't know. <laughs> I I thought it was so fantastic. And I, I love that about him, that he has that, you know, that he has that capability to do it and just like sell it. You know, <laughs> it's just like, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> yes, I love that. He's such a good. I mean, the hair like, was you, like, fantastic. Seems, like, the hair was fantastic. Yes, yes. I I love his sense of humor that he has in when he does comedy and things like that. Cuz he can play a straight face and play himself up like the way people imagine how he is in real life mm-hmm. and then like make it funny. I don't yep. know, I really enjoyed it. Being I just also just missed his skill. Face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But he was like dragging like all of Raylo Twitter throughout that whole skit. We're just like, <laughs> break my kneecaps, like, Adam Driver. I feel like it was done with love, though. I feel like it was done with love. Like there was real love there. There better be. I'll come find you, Mr. Driver. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me like pack it away. Yeah. Portia, where's the hose at? I'll have it ready. I had but to yeah, bring it up, For those who though. don't know what I'm... Yeah. <laughs> but for those who maybe not know what we're talking about, um, on last week tonight, John Oliver had like this bit for all of this year where he would make these funny comments about Adam Driver um, that were like sort of sexual, sort of violent, very weird territory. Um, and then this week, Adam Driver was like, had a guest spot on the show in the middle of one of these jokes. And it was a very good bit. I beg you to go on YouTube and look it up and watch it and then go through the comment section because they are, if you need serotonin, go through that comment section. You'll find it. I promise. <laughs> How do y'all feel about the ship? Ooh, the ship is a mess. <laughs> it's a 
it's literally being held together by string. Yes. I believe it has long since lost its classification as a ship and it has now been classified as a ghetto hoopty. Ooh, yes. Because <laughs> he's like, I paid you this amount of credits and this is what you do. And Mans is like, just shut up. He's like, look, just shut up and sign. Get out my face. I did my job. I pimped your ride with the biggest roll of duct tape I could find. (laughs) I'm like, then you, honey, you got to find a new ship now. Like, cause that thing is just, Lord have mercy. Cause like, Ahsoka needs to sign his ass up for AAA. Like, for real, because, like, as you see him flying up, you see, like, some parts of the ship just falling off. I'm like, damn. Yeah, in the last shot in space, there's, like, little pieces of it falling off. That was pretty funny. (laughs) You got to pimp my ride. (laughs) Somebody get that boy some Bondo and a shitload of sandpaper. He needs some milk. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry about that. We deviated. (laughs) It needed to be discussed. It did. It did. We needed to go through that. Yeah, and that weird-looking thing that squid, that squid-like thing. I don't know what the hell that was. Like a weird starfish. Yeah, I'm like, what is that? And Baby Yoda's just like, ooh, what is that? I'm like, is he going to eat it? He ate it. He ate it, y'all. He eats everything. (laughs) Yep. That kid is a garbage disposal. That's what I said. Like, I'm going to be honest. He's worse than my brother. I thought my brother was bad off with eating. But this kid here, this baby, God. I believe the term you're looking for is bottomless pit. Yes. <laughs> That's what I call my brother. <laughs> Do we have any other things we want to touch on for this episode? I know. I'm sitting up here thinking as well. Um, what about the Lego special? Did anyone see that yet? No. Just, came out. just the I first 20 minutes. Out. It was only 20 minutes. No, I just saw the first 20 minutes. Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, 20 minutes? Dang. It was cute so far. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cute. Any updates on Baby Yoda palettes? Anyone else doing looks besides me and Sandra? I'm supposed to, but I haven't been on my beauty game yet. I, I mean, my game, uh, I'm trying to get on it. Like, I've been a little focusing on getting something at the moment but I will have some looks coming out don't worry don't worry I've been very lazy since we've been in quarantine like there's really no need to wear makeup anymore so I haven't been wearing makeup I've just been buying it and storing it well I know who to come talk to if I'm missing some concealer does anyone have a support assistant this week I do 
All right, let's get it if nobody else has got anything. Mine isn't really a supporter sister. It's a supporter brother. And it's a slightly different support than we normally look to. I'm just asking for good vibes for uh, NASA astronaut Victor Glover, who is up on the International Space Station. Just got there in the Crew Dragon. He was the pilot. So... He got everybody there safe, so good job, Victor. And he's going to be up there until the spring with the other uh, three members of his crew. So I just like to give a little shout out, you know, for the nerds in the audience that uh, we're supporting a brother on the ISS. Didn't they take a baby Yoda up there? They did. That would as be their dope. anti-gravity indicator. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> he's just floated in there. there. Yeah, as soon as they get to the to the gravity, it just like starts to float, and there's just little baby Yoda floating around. He's really cute. And here we thought Star Trek owned everything in space, but looks like we got there too. Not Woo-hoo! that I'm not a trekker, because I am. But <laughs> I don't really have a supportive sister, but I want to shout out Dax. Uh... Um, they've been going through a lot with um, their chemo, so I just wanted to shout out Dex and uh, let them know we're we're thinking about them and and we love them. Thank you for your continued support of the podcast, and uh, I hope everything works out with your chemo treatment. You're a super strong person. We love you. Love you, Dex. Wishing you well. Love you. And, and fuck insurance companies. Amen. Amen. People matter. People's health matters. And when people are in pain, fucking listen to them. Hello. We good? I guess we're we're done. That's that's it. All right. Well, we learned a lot today, kids. We learned about the sexual frustration during COVID. We learned about the Mandalorian. We learned about NASA and how Baby Yoda's involved in that shit some way. We also learned about Kylo Ren and how he looks weird in Lego form. I feel like we've all grown up as people together during this special hour of Sisters with Sabres. And I hope you feel that way, too. Thank you for listening. We will see you on the next one. Ladies, give socials. This is Portia. You guys can follow me on Twitter, Thurston about Chris Evans, and on Instagram at Portia Ariel. This is Olivia. I do want to make a statement that if I don't respond to uh, requests on my personal Instagram or Facebook, it's nothing personal. I just, I have to keep it very personal. For personal reasons. <laughs> but you can definitely hit me up on my Twitter at Olive Gelato and on our Sisters with Sabres Instagram page, which is Sisters with Sabres. Hi, this is Raven, and you can find me at Jenna J on Twitter. This is Mel. You can find me at Jane underscore non on Twitter. This is Rihanna. Um, you can find me at Bina Ray underscore on tiktok and twitter um 
I forget what my Instagram is. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bina.babble on Twitter. Yeah, it's a good time. Thank you, ladies, so much for hanging out with me for a minute. I appreciate your time and I love and respect all of you. And thank you for listening, if you're if you're still listening to this. God, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.